Well, good morning. I want to talk to you about Kintsukuro. My wife is Japanese, so I'm trying to get into the culture. That is a Japanese art form which means to repair with gold. What they do is they take a piece of broken pottery and they get lacquer paint, they put real gold dust in there, and they repair the piece with the understanding that for having been broken, the piece is actually more beautiful. I was thinking of this this past week because I read in the Bible that it says we're jars of clay. Today I want to talk about one of the core values of Ohana Christian Church. Right here. Can we, can we all read this together? Ready? Begin. We value common courtesy towards others, especially strangers, expressed through smiling and acknowledging one's presence. And I know everyone here is good at that. Because when my daughter started coming to church several months ago, after coming here a couple weeks, she pulled me on the side and said, Dad, I love your church. People are so friendly. They actually talk to me. I don't feel judged. They actually make me feel like I'm important. So you guys don't have to worry about this. It's like super easy. It's me that has to worry about this. Because I'd be standing in the line in the supermarket and it's the eight items or less and the person in front of me has nine items. <laughs> or I'd be sitting in traffic on the freeway and in the carpool lane, there's only one person, and he has a Jesus fish on his car. And I'm like, I don't know if the policeman is going to see Jesus in there with him. <laughs> you know, we, we just came back from Las Vegas. And there is over 43 million visitors a year. So I busted out my calculator and it's like 43,000 people actually go to Las Vegas every day. And you see all kind of action there. I'm like sitting there at Starbucks and I'm like, really? You would do that at home? You would do that in front of your mom or your husband or your children? I was like, how do I even smile at them? I want to give them the Hawaiian smile. So what I did, Amazon.com, I bought me a pair of Jesus glasses. Look at this. So now, when people are acting goofy, I'm like, okay, I can, I can smile at them. You know, it's okay. I see them the way Jesus sees them. Maybe some of you need these like me. 
Amazon.com. Our scripture verse for this core value comes from John chapter 4, verse 7. And here, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman. When a Samaritan came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? It was about lunchtime when Jesus went to the well to get a drink. And in the first century, the women, it it was their social time to go get water. They would talk story, gossip about what was happening. But this woman was getting water during lunchtime, the hottest time of the day. The Jews thought of the Samaritans as the lowest class of people. And in this lowest class of people, this woman was like an outcast. She had a lot of shame. Have you ever felt shame? I remember running through the rain because I thought it was snow. I thought it was going to melt, so I had to run. And then, whoop, I'm looking up at the sky, and then boom, on my back. Even though I'm bleeding, I get up and I make sure nobody saw me. Have you ever gone to a a public restroom? You go in there, and it's super stink. It's like, whoa, what did they eat for dinner? It was nasty. So you use the bathroom, then you come out, and someone's coming in as you going out. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, man, that wasn't me, man. That was in there. And they're like, yeah, right. What did you eat last night for dinner? <laughs> That's shame. I remember when I was a young firefighter. And yes, somebody asked my daughter last time I spoke, was your dad really a firefighter? I was really a firefighter. But I used to look like this before. You want to stand up for me? Right here. Right here. I was the man of steel. But I don't need to be the man of steel now. But um, I remember we had a potluck. And I didn't know how to cook. So I thought, oh, I'm going to make macaroni salad. Because all it is, right, is just macaroni and mayonnaise. But making so little money, I couldn't buy... Best Foods mayonnaise. I had to buy the no-name brand, the cheapest one I could find. So I made it. I took it to the potluck, 25 firefighters. Nobody ate the salad. (laughs) And so at the end of the potluck, the captains are commenting on the macaroni salad. Who made that? That thing was nasty. (laughs) And so I'm like, yeah, who made that? That was junk. I sacrificed my mom's Tupperware because I didn't want to own up that I made it. I was just like, I don't know, man. And that Tupperware was there till I graduated. But sometimes we can feel so shame. And that's what this woman was feeling when Jesus approached her. Jesus was a teacher. He was a rabbi. And rabbis weren't supposed to talk to women, especially if their husbands 
weren't present. But he went up to her, would you give me a drink? And she tells him, how can you ask me for a drink? You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. She knew the rules, but Jesus didn't care. Jesus goes on to ask where her husband was. And she said, I don't have a husband. And he tells her, you're right. You don't have a husband because the man you're living with is not your husband. But you've been married five times. He exposes her brokenness. He said, if you knew who you were talking to to her, you would ask for the living water that I have. So you wouldn't thirst anymore. And so she says, how can you give me water? You don't even have a jar to get it in. I want to go look in chapter 4, verse 7 of a different book. And this is found in 2 Corinthians. It says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. This is where it says in the Bible that we're jars of clay. And when Jesus asked the Samaritan woman for a drink, I believe he was asking her not only for a physical drink, but also that she would open her heart and her life to Jesus and invite him to become a part of it. When he asked her if she wants living water, she said, you don't have a jar to get water. I believe he was talking about her as being the clay jar. That as she opened her heart to Jesus and invited him in, he would pour himself into her and fill her up and she would receive eternal life. Jesus realizes her brokenness. And I think because we are all clay jars, we go through things in life where we get chipped, we get broken. Have you ever been in a place where nobody wants to talk to you? Maybe it's work. They ice you out. You got to eat lunch all by yourself. Has anyone ever made a promise to you that they would love and cherish you to death do we part? And then you get divorced. Have you ever made that promise? Have you ever been abused? Have you ever had unkind words spoken over you? You're stupid. You're lazy. You're never going to amount to anything. 
I can't wait till you're married so you get out of this house. What about health issues? Have you had someone close to you die? Maybe it's a father. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe somebody really close to you in your family committed suicide. And that just broke you. What about your finances? What if you're having a hard time making ends meet and it just keeps coming and coming? Your car keeps breaking down. Somebody fixes it. It breaks down again. Someone gets in an accident and then it's stolen. And they crack your car up. There is so many things in this life that can break us. I want you to close your eyes. Everybody, close your eyes. I want you to think about a time where maybe something has happened to you. And you feel like you were broken. It altered the course of your life. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. You don't have to raise it high. Just raise it up, shoulder level. If you feel broken in this life, if you've gone through something. Okay, go ahead. Put your hands down. Most of you raised your hands. I think we're all in the same boat. So how does this brokenness relate to our core value? Clay jars were just ordinary objects. They were used to carry water, put some flour in, put some food in it, use the bathroom in it. They use it for a spittoon. But God decides to use something that's ordinary and put something super ordinary in it. And that's his son, Jesus. On Friday, I go to eat breakfast with uh, my neighbor. And so we sit down at the table. It's full, the restaurant. We get the last table. And so he's a retired man also. So we comment to each other that, well, doesn't anybody work anymore? I mean, how come there's so many people in here? The restaurant is packed. And so an older couple comes in. And so they're waiting for a table. And so I invite them to come and sit at our table with us, and if they want to eat with us. And they decline because they're waiting for their daughter. So I tell them, well, why don't you just sit down while you wait so you don't have to stand? So they sit down. We get our food. We're chit-chatting. We're going to pray. So me and my friend, we hold hands. But they want to break in on our prayer circle. So they tap us and they're like, oh, can we pray with you? So I'm like, oh, of course. So I pray for all of us, for the blessing on the food. But I also pray for this couple. 
and I pray for their daughter. Once we're done, we're just talking, and that just opens all kind of doors because they're sharing all kind of stuff about their lives. A table opens up, and they move to that table. When we're almost done eating, they bring their daughter over to introduce to us. She gives us a big hug. Thank you for being so nice to mom and dad. And as we get ready to leave, the waitress comes over and says, oh, your breakfast is paid for. That family over there paid for it. The couple who was sitting with us paid for our breakfast. They were close to my parents' age. They were up there. And so I'm talking to my friend (coughs) last night, and he's like, hey, when can we go back to that restaurant? I want to see if we can get a free breakfast again. (laughs) But can you see why we want to be courteous to people? Because when we're nice to people, it'll cause them to pause. I was sharing this with my wife. We're in Las Vegas. And towards the end of the trip, I told her, did you notice everybody likes to talk to us? And so she's laughing, and she's going, because it's you. And I was like, I I don't say nothing, but it's like they just want to share so much stuff with us. Colossians 1, it talks about a mystery that God has hidden for generations and ages, like a super long time. And it says this mystery, it comes with glorious riches, not just riches, glorious riches. And after Jesus came to this earth, was crucified on the cross, and was raised to the right hand of the Father, this mystery was revealed to us. And the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I believe that as each and every one of us encounter people that we're courteous to them, it'll cause them to pause. And because of our brokenness, Christ who is in us will leak out onto them. And they won't know what it is. Why is it that so many people that I meet want to tell me their life story. There's a lady at Walmart. We go to Walmart every Sunday to buy bread for my wife so she can take home lunch. That's because I'm retired, so she has to watch the budget. Nah, I'm only kidding. Yeah. But she's never taken lunch before, but I notice I retired. She takes home lunch every day. So we go there, and I notice this lady every weekend at the door. And her name is Sharon. 
And that's the same name as my sister. So every Sunday when we go, I go and I say hi to her. So over several months, I always say hi to her. If she's at the other door, I make sure I leave through the other door so I can say hi to Sharon. So then it turned into when I see her, I feel like she's my old friend, so I start hugging her. So she actually doesn't think it's creepy. She thinks it's all right. We're like tight. (laughs) So that opens a door where we can have a conversation with her. So now we talk to her. And she said, I notice you come every Sunday over here. And I was like, yeah, I come special just to see you. I think that's why we have the core value. That we just got to be nice to people, especially strangers. Because Jesus came and he showed by talking to the Samaritan woman. By bringing salvation to her. That he came for everyone. And even though by some of the actions I see, I think, wow, there's no more room in heaven for that person. Look at how they're acting. But Jesus always whispers in my ear, go bust out those glasses you bought on Amazon. And you see what I see because I came for each and every one of them. You don't have to know what they need because I know what they need and I am in you. Maybe I come by someone and they need love so it leaks on them. And the more they hang out with me, the more it flows. And Jesus is like, oh, you're giving love? You need more love? I'll give you more love. Maybe it's kindness. And the kindness will just flow through you. Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's peace. All we have to do is be where we are. And Jesus will flow through us. I think that's our purpose. We're all looking for a call. But it's already in us.